0: Daily Rios for Tuesday, May 28th, 2013. The Tower Episode 10, Decimation. This is the never-released Tower Episode 10 that was recorded back around June 1st, 2011, which means this was one of the last episodes ever recorded in the CGS studio before making the announcement that I was going to leave that show. I meant to... Released this episode at the time, but I was super busy and just never got around to it. It sat on my computer all this time and is now finally ready for your listening. The Tower Episode 10 focuses entirely on the Deathstroke-led Titan series by Eric Wallace. Now, I had mentioned in a previous Tower episode that I wanted to catch up on current Titans-related series of that time, and that's what I do... In this episode, I go in detail on Titans Issues 31-35, through mostly by talking about each member and their individual story arc. So I'll talk about Osiris, I'll talk about Deathstroke, Arsenal, and Cheshire, I'll talk about The Atom, etc. Um, This was all at the heels of Brightest Day, and is also partially discussed through the lens of the recently, well, at that time, the recently announced... Uh, initiative that DC was going to reboot its lines several months down the road. So it's an interesting time capsule of a podcast for a number of reasons. You got the speculations on the New 52 reboot, and you have this idea although it's not said, that I was going to leave CGS. And, you know, I can remember recording this episode at the time, thinking about, you know, is this going to be one of the last episodes I ever record? So it probably affected the episode a bit. You know, I'm certainly not as lively in this one as I as I listened to it to edit it all together. So, yeah, it's a review episode on five issues of the Titans. Uh, I'm not sure if you'll be interested if you haven't read those issues, but it's only 40 minutes long. Now, by the way, if you look back at all of the titles for each of these episodes, you'll notice that I was playing around with the episode number matching the episode title. For example, episode 1 was Where Nightmares Begin. Episode 2 was A Tale of Two Cities. That's easy. Episode 3 was Third Times the Charm. Episode 5 was Enter the Fearsome Five. Now, those are all simple. Episode 4... Was terminate the Teen Titans, and all those words, all those four words, begin with T. Episode six was called Degrees of Termination, and that's a play. That's a play on a play. Uh, it's a spin on a play called Six Degrees of Separation. So instead of Six Degrees of Separation, we got Episode Six Degrees of Termination. Just me being jokey. Um, episode seven, Yang Justice is a play on Young Justice and the concept of the number 7 being a minor symbol for uh, the Taoist Yang, the the yin and yang. Um, Episode 8, For Theirs is the Kingdom, is a part of one of the 8 Beatitudes, if not the 8th one. So that's where that comes from. Episode 9, The Trigon War, this is really obscure, is a play on the Trojan War, Having uh, nine years of war in it somewhere, uh, and then episode ten. This episode, Decimation, basically a lat- from the Latin word that means tenth, or to reduce by a tenth, which kind of plays with something that goes on in these issues. So this is that was just me being clever. I doubt I'll get so lucky with larger episode numbers. So don't expect that in the future. <laughs> so here you go. It's the final older. Tower episode, which means, if I stick to my guns, you'll get an all-new Tower episode next week. Maybe. Possibly. I don't even know what the hell I'll talk about. I'm nowhere caught up on the current run. Um, I haven't watched any episodes of Teen Titans Go. I could always go back and uh, pick up where I left off on Marv Wolfman and George Perez's new Teen Titans run. And just go over the next issue. I could do that. I don't know. Maybe I have other ideas for what The Tower will be. I've, I've hinted at it before. We'll see. As always, experimentation is a good thing. So we'll see. We'll see what the organic feel of that episode will be. So here you go. Enjoy The Tower, Episode 10. Comic Geek Speak presents The Tower, Episode 10, Decimation. On today's episode, I take a look at Titans, issues number 31 through 35, featuring Deathstroke versus Roy and Jade, Osiris versus Captain Marvel, Isis Returns, what are Slade's true plans, and a little bit more on today's episode of The Tower. And welcome to the show. This is your host, Peter. This is one of those catch-up episodes that I talked about in a previous episode, where I'm going to just take a look at one title of the Titans universe, this one being Titans itself, issues 31 through 35, as well as the Shazam one-shot that came out a few months back. For me, this has been the most interesting Titans title out there right now. Between Titans and Teen Titans, this is one. This is the title that I prefer. I'm not exactly sure why that is, other than this one has some interesting plots going on. Maybe it's because Deathstroke is team leader. It feels different. It's not wonderful, but I'm enjoying it. I'm actually really enjoying this over the Teen Titans issues. So um, this is going to be a catch-up episode, like like I said. So why don't we just uh, go ahead and jump right in? And we'll talk about these issues, and then I'll give my thoughts about some of the more specific things going on inside the issues. So we're going to start with issue 31. And on the cover of this, this is the month that DC put out those sort of iconic images where they would feature one character or a team and put an emblem behind them and base it all on a white background. So this features Deathstroke, the Terminator, holding a very cable-sized sword. And it is by Fabrizio Fiorentino. And it's, it's a good image. Um, I, it's not one of the ones that stands out for this month. There were other ones that really were beautiful. Um, but, um, you know, if you're a Deathstroke fan, that's a good image right there. So a little bit about uh, this issue. Um, this is right off the heels of the previous issue where Deathstroke has offered one of his teammates, Inc., Mark Richards, the chance to finally avenge... Uh, the death of Ink's son Uh, that happened at the hands of a villain known as Slipknot. And to get Mark Richards, to get Ink on his team, Slade said, you know, I'll help you hunt down the murderer of your child. And in Last Issue's Cliffhanger, uh, Slade reveals that he has Slipknot in the headquarters of the Titans called the Labyrinth and... um, he says, Mark Richards, you know, here's your chance. I, I I made good on my promise. So this issue is about that. It's about Slipknot versus Mark Richards, uh, Inc. getting revenge for the death of his son. It's also about um, Osiris, who makes his way to Philadelphia and decides that, you know, if he really wants to resurrect his sister Isis, then what he wants to do is find more people that he can... Well, he can kill. Uh, so he's in Philadelphia stopping a crime spree, and we'll get into that. And the whole thing wraps up um, with a cliffhanger or a final page of Captain Marvel, Freddie Freeman, coming to Philadelphia to find out what the heck is going on with Osiris and why he's causing all this trouble. So those are the two main stories in this issue. So it opens up uh, with Mark Richards completely flabbergasted that that Deathstroke has Slipknot. And in it, Slade Wilson says, I had him delivered while we were at Arkham. And he's referencing the storyline that just happened in the past three issues. Now, if he had just brought Slipknot to Labyrinth in the previous story arc, there was a scene earlier in this series where Deathstroke is... Um, going to a hidden room, and there's somebody in there because he closes the door and then you hear a scream. And I thought that was Slipknot from way back then. So if that's not Slipknot, then who is that? And we'll find out that answer soon enough. So while Mark Richards is is hellbent on avenging his son, the other Titans are looking on, Roy Harper, Cheshire, and Cinder. And they all have their own thoughts about what they think Mark should do Roy says, that's it, Mark. This is our chance to take down that son of a bitch. Cheshire says, if Slade kept his promise to Richards, what does that mean for the rest of us? And Cinder says, if Wilson can do this, he could also find Sorenson for me. So they're all reflecting on promises that Slade had uh, said to the other Titans that, you know, if they join him, he'll be able to help them out with whatever their problems are. So that's what's going on there. Eventually... Mark finds Slipknot, they have a battle, they have a battle in this, holo- this room that provides holograms, and it uh, provides a hologram of Mark's hometown of Liberty Hill, Washington, D.C., with people the neighborhood f- looking over him. And he battles Slipknot and, you know, eventually kills him, beheads him, it creates the, this tattoo of barbed wire and just wraps it around Slipknot's neck and just beheads him. In a very gruesome splash page getting his revenge. Um, how does that make him feel? We'll find that out in another issue. But um, when I said last issue about, you know, where, where couldn't this series go? And if, and if that's where it was going to go, you know, Deathstroke making good on his promises. Well, this is the first one. And what does that mean for the other Titans? And why did they choose this one first? Why did they choose Mark Richards's story first? Um, Maybe for the effect, uh, because it'll it'll create a change in Ink's character, in Mark Richards' character. Um, you know, the fight was okay. I mean, it wasn't anything great. I certainly wasn't rooting for him. I figured that, that he was going to kill him by the end. Um, there is one cool little thing. When you see Slipknot and he's just getting totally beat up by Mark Richards, there's a couple pad- panels where you see... Slipknot's right arm is mechanical. And that's because way back in the Suicide Squad series of the 80s, uh, Slipknot was a member and they all had to wear these bracelets. And if they went too far from Rick Flagg, the team leader, those bracelets would go off and they would explode. Um, if they would go too far, if they would become rebellious or whatever. It was a way to sort of, uh, it was like a checks and balances on, on the team. So sure enough, Slip Slipknot during the Millennium event uh, decides to run away from the Suicide Squad team. And his arm blows up. And they m- make a little reference of that here by showing you a, me- a mechanical arm. So that was cool. Again, the other Titans members are watching as all this is going on, including Slade. And he says, you really do belong on this team, Richards, now more than ever. Cheshire says, did that take your pain away, Inc.? Cinder says, we reap what we sow. So as the other members look on, you know, that that has to cement in their brain, well, if he did that for Deathstroke, then maybe he'll do that for me. So that's the storyline for Mark in issue 31. In issue 32, he he just goes, he leaves. Uh, Even though Slade says, you know, you're part of this team, you were born for this, you won't just walk away, he does. And he tries to take some of the other Titans with, but they just don't go. And Slade makes one last-ditch effort and says to Mark, what if I told you my own son's life was at stake? And Mark kind of flinches for a little bit, but he he says, that's it, I'm sorry, Uh, I'm out. It's over, good luck. And he walks away. That that was interesting. Okay, so there's the first mention that Slade has uh dropped in the series about his son, and and he has to be in Jericho, Joseph Wilson, the 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 son that you was on the Titans team way back, and he showed up in Jeff Johns' run, and he showed up in later in the the Titans series previous to this Titans series. So that must be who Slade has captured or imprisoned or just in the labyrinth down in that one room and if that's the case then his goal must be somehow to try to bring back his son from whatever happened to him previous to this but it didn't work for mark richards he does decide to go home go back to liberty hill and that is something he does in future issues in issue 35, to be exact, he goes back to Liberty Hill, and he finds that everything has changed. Everybody's fear, fearful of him. They're, they're, you know, towing the line, and there's order, but but it's order by chaos. And he learns from his people that um, they're, they're putting the heavy on everybody, and they're making them toe the line. And he's not quite cool with that. And in comes Vixen, who I totally forgot was going to be in this book. Vixen comes in. They obviously have a history together because when they were when they were trying to see if uh, Mark Richards was going to be a member of the Justice League, she shot it down. She was like, "No way." So there's a little bit of bad blood here between these two characters. She's wondering why he's running the city the way he is, but it's not really him. It's his it's his henchmen. They're they're making it this way. So this is all gearing up for a showdown in next issue or the next and definitely the next issue because it's on the cover but maybe the next three issues as well um the reason why vixen even came to him in the first place is because she says to offer you charter membership in a new team i'm forming i'd heard about the good things you did here but wanted to see the results for myself i had to make sure you'd finally cleaned up your act so i decided to pay you a visit And what do I find? That you're using gangbangers, thugs, and murderers as a de facto police force. She goes on to say, that's exactly why I'm forming this team. Let the high-profile metas handle alien invasions. We're operating on a smaller scale. One of his henchmen pulls a gun on her. She fights back and eventually... Turns into a whole confrontation. Everything goes down, and we'll find out what that is next issue. Um, I'm really curious to see what kind of team she is creating, and if that's something that's panning out in this book. If that is that something that's panning out in the larger DC universe, is that something that's going to pan out in the restructured DC universe that has been, you know, causing everybody uh, craziness this past uh, week when they announced uh, DC's plans of you know totally restarting their line. Uh, Day and Date Digital, all that, etc. Is this a story nugget that will take place in the new universe? Or is this something that will be abandoned by the end of these next three issues? So, I don't know. We'll wait and see. So, that's Mark's journey through these issues. Let's take a look at Slade Wilson and what goes on with him. So, we already talked about him pushing Mark into killing Slipknot, revealing that... His plans for the Titans, his plans during all of this, may be to resurrect his son Jericho. And in 33, 34, and 35, he pushes along another promise, this time to Cheshire, when he takes the team of Roy, Harper, Arsenal, uh, Cheshire, Jade, and Cinder to uh, finally get revenge for Cheshire on Drago character Drago, who she was in service to, and then she was on the run from, and Deathstroke said, you know, work with me, and we'll clean everything up. So they head to uh, Drago's base somewhere over the South Pacific in this uh, airship, and there's a funny scene where Cheshire just keeps saying, you know, we can't do this. We're going to be outnumbered. Uh, Why are you being so reckless, Terminator? And uh, he says, you know, we all know the odds are against us. It's not the first time. It sure as hell won't be the last. Neither way, it shouldn't matter. I picked you people because you're the best and because you don't play by the rules. That gives us an advantage. And then uh, Cinder says, then why take a risk by rushing in like this? And he says, because maybe I actually believe in what this team's becoming. How we perform today will define it and its future. And Roy Harper, there's a pause, there's a little beat, and then Roy says, "You just gave us a pep talk," and he's Terminator says, "No, I didn't," and he says, "Yes, you did." Deathstroke, the Terminator, the world's most badass merc- mercenary, just pulled a a Rudy. Hey, that's funny. So uh, that was a, that was a cool scene, uh, funny funny little scene. So they're going after Drago, and what Deathstroke, the Terminator, doesn't know is that Cheshire and Arsenal are in on this. They're in on this with Drago. They they meant to bring Deathstroke to him uh, because you know the subplot's been going on that Cheshire and Roy want to take down Slade. And what uh, Slade doesn't realize is that they're doing it with the help of Drago. So she's been on Drago's side since before she even joined this team. And they do it in a way where Cheshire slices Slade's back And she has poison on her claws like normal. And Roy brings out this knife in his mechanical arm and just shoves it through the back of Slade, bringing him down. They eventually bring, bring down Deathstroke the Terminator, which is not an easy feat. All because this is at the whim of Drago himself, who turns out to be someone that Slade actually knows. Turns out to be a guy, a corporal, Dan Rogers... Who they used to call Dragon Rider back in Afghanistan. So Slade and Daniel have history. And at the end of this issue, uh, at the end of 33, uh, when he's revealed, he reaches, takes Deathstrokes, only one eye, and pulls it out as uh, Roy and Cheshire look on with big smiles on their fate. Just pull it right out. Crazy. So he's, in the next couple of issues, he's just all blind. He has no eyes whatsoever very strange um you know the reveal well let me let me go on and, and finish out what happened so you know we get a lot of history we get the origin of how these two know each other we get the origin of how daniel richards became drago although on issue 34 they call him uh not daniel richards they call him daniel rogers they call him john rogers for some reason i don't know why that change happened or if that's just a mistake um so we get the origin. Uh, he met a guy. Uh, I, I guess there was a mission that went bad, and Slade left Drago behind, and he was captured, and he was captured by a man named Jeremiah, uh, and who, who who tested people, right? Who who would blind them, and then would test them, uh, pit them against each other to see, you know, if they would could use their other senses and become a strong army. And that's why this character Drago, he has telepathy, but he has no eyes. And eventually he kills Jeremiah and takes over the group for himself because he has ulterior motives. He says here, the world had gone soft and needed reshaping, but Jeremiah's methods created more chaos than clarity. Enlightenment is a personal journey. To achieve it, one must travel alone. This requires a more focused, intense path. One, I was determined to provide for every man, woman, and child. So I came here to paradise to institute a new doctrine, the transformation of the human soul, uh, the human race, one soul at a time. So that's his goal. That's what he wants to do with Slade. That's why he blinded him. Um, And he also rebels on Arsenal and Cheshire and reveals to Cheshire that he wants an heir. He wants to use her to produce an heir. And it's like... Really, Cheshire again? This would be the third baby she's had. She's had, she had Leon with uh, Roy, Leon Harper with Roy, uh, who's dead, uh, and then she had a baby. She wanted a baby with Catman during the villain, Villains United days, and she did. Um, and then Catman told her that that baby was dead, but actually the baby is is off with like an, uh, another family that's going to raise him away from Cheshire, raise him away from Catman. So he can raise uh, up in a normal life. Now someone else wants Cheshire to have a baby. So it's like, really, God, she's pumping out kids. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. That's actually where it ends. It ends with uh, um, Drago putting Slade in this cave where there's all these other experiments going on. He has this guy named Dr. Rain that's like a, um, a crazy scientist. And he's created this subhumans and Destro has to battle them and that's the cliffhanger so you know that storyline that subplot of cheshire and roy wanting to kill deathstroke or wanting to bring him down has finally come to a head Uh, it's not i don't find it all that really interesting you know this whole here comes another guy from deathstroke's past that's going to that wants revenge on deathstroke and um, that played out a lot during deathstroke's series in the 90s it seemed like every bad guy was either related to Slade or was one of his old army buddies, uh, and that's just something that's kind of carrying on here. And you know, I don't know. I, I'm just whatever. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm not really feeling that. Um, but he did take out Destro's eye, which is I thought was kind of crazy. Um, you know, how are they going to fix that? Does it even matter? Um, once the three issues wrap up, so I thought that was curious. And with Roy and Cheshire, with Arsenal and Cheshire, when you take a look at the solicits for the next three issues, eventually he is going to um, get the team, the whole team, the Titans team, against Deathstroke the Terminator. So there's going to be some kind of battle, some kind of civil war going on. So that should be cool. We'll see what happens there. There is one subplot going on that has been going on, this whole... Story where the Silver Age Adam Roy um, Ray Palmer has been looking for clues about the disappearance of Ryan Choi, and in these issues he discovers that maybe he's not, you know, just on the lam or just disappeared. Maybe he's actually dead. He finds DNA and realizes that the DNA could only come from uh, from from a corpse, not from a live body. And he goes and tells Ryan Choi's girlfriend Amanda and he also goes to Dick Grayson as Batman and you know gives him an idea of what's going on and Dick is kind of beside himself because if Ryan Choi is dead he kind of blames himself because of his connection with Slade of Roy Harper being on the team and Ray Palmer finally says you know what Let, let's do this let's find Ryan Choi's killers and let's go after Roy so I assume there's going to be some kind of rehabilitation for Roy. They're going to try to, to bring him out of this funk, bring him back. Because remember, I, I I talked in one of the previous episodes about the meeting between Dick and Roy and how casual it felt. Just like like Dick didn't care that he was on a team with Slade and, and that there were a bunch of villains going around killing people and Roy was on the dope. So, yes, let's do something about that. Uh, let's try to... Uh, make Roy into a good person again. So I have to assume that that's what's also going to play out in the next three issues. Now, in that subplot, Ray went to Dwarf Star. Dwarf Star was the character that hired Deathstroke in the first place to kill Ryan Choi way back in the Titans Villains for Hire special that started this entire series, that kicked off this entire new direction. And Dwarfstar was in a hospital. He's all bandaged up because he got the beat down by Giganta because Giganta was a friend of Ryan Choi. And I think this happened in Secret Six. He, she was a friend of Ryan Choi. And when she found out that Ryan Choi was murdered and that Dwarfstar was the cause of it, she beat him all, all to hell, broke up, broke his entire body and made him uh, wind up in a hospital. And Ray Palmer Adam came to him and said, You know, I need a name. Tell me who did this. You didn't do it. Who did this? Who killed uh Ryan Choi? And Dwarfstar says, Slade Wilson. Ray Palmer takes advantage of that and says, Great, thank you for telling me. I'm not cutting any deals with you. Uh I the Justice League doesn't do that. Dwarfstar flips out. He says, Whoa, 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 I gave you a name. This was a deal. And he's and Ray's like, Nope, I didn't promise you anything. In fact, I'm gonna make sure that Slade knows who told me about him. And dwarf stars all panicking, and that's really all where we left it at with these issues. So we have uh, Ray Palmer and Nightwing, or Ray Palmer and Dick Grayson uh, coming to get Roy. We have Roy, who's going to eventually take over the team to battle Slade, and Slade's plans of uh, resurrecting Jericho. So how's that all going to fit in the mix? And and you have to assume that Mark Richards is going to come back. Does he come back with Vixen and the team? Uh, do some of these members wind up on Vixen's team? So the next three issues are going to be interesting to see where all this story fleshes out. Why did Destro bring this team together? If it does have to do with Jericho, what does he need all these people for? Um, you know, uh, I don't know. We got we got some questions that need to be answered in the next three issues. Meanwhile, the whole thing with Cinder. There's been nothing with her. I mean, you know, Deathstroke brought Cinder on the team by promising that she could have revenge on, on you know, men who who prey on, on younger women. Um, but in these issues, she really hasn't had much characterization. And in fact, in the entire run, she's been my least favorite character. So she's kind of a throwaway character. Wouldn't surprise me if she winds up dead by the time these three issues wrap up. So that brings us to Osiris. Uh Osiris, who I thought maybe would disappear from the book, he is actually still in the book, and uh as i said we we see him in issue thirty one laying waste to Philadelphia, laying waste to these criminals who have taken over the mint and killing them off one by one to send that energy to free isis and But he gets interrupted because here comes uh Freddie Freeman, who is now the new captain Marvel uh at the end of thirty one it says What's Captain Marvel doing in Philadelphia? Find out in Shazam, number one on sale in two weeks. Well, you don't really find out why he's in Philadelphia. You just find out where he's been up till now. So uh, that Shazam one shot, which if you skipped it, you didn't miss much. Uh, You can probably find it in the dollar bins, cheap bins. Um, It's just a generic story where Billy Batson and Mary uh, Batson, powerless, powerless. They're in Fawcett City. They have no powers because all the powers went to Freddie Freeman. And Freddie comes to visit them. He's been away for a while. And Mary reveals that she made a deal with Blaze to uh, get the powers of, of Shazam. Uh, and But it was all a ruse. Mary knew that uh, Freddie. He, she told Freddie, and they all battle Blaze. Freddie's the only one who has powers, though. Uh, eventually, they stop her and... Um, he says at the end there, you know, Billy, Mary, no matter what it takes, I'm going to find a way to restore your powers. Uh, Blaze is, is, even though she was stopped, she's fine. She's in hell again. And she's looking at a cauldron full of green liquid. And inside it is Osiris on a, on a tear. So it really doesn't necessarily lead into 32. It was an okay issue. Uh, the only thing that I came away with is I didn't realize that they had revealed that Blaze, uh, the demon Blaze, it's a girl, Uh, Her brother is um, Satanus, I think. That she is and they are the children of the wizard who gave Shazam his powers initially. So, you know, I don't know where that was revealed, but I didn't know that. So I thought that was cool. So that one shot, you know, it is what it is. Uh, It's just a big battle between Captain Marvel and Blaze. And it leads into 32 where Captain Marvel, Shazam, battles osiris and tells him that this is wrong that him killing to try to resurrect isis it's wrong it's the wrong way about it it's the wrong way that the gods would want him to go about it and eventually it sinks into osiris but then he gets a plan of okay if i shouldn't be killing people at random well then let me see what happens when i touch when i touch captain marvel so he touches captain marvel he says isis and takes Captain Marvel's powers away. So now nobody has the Cap- the Shazam powers. And because of that, we get a scene where the White Lantern's voice is heard. And it says, "Amen, Tomaz of Earth, you have freed your sister Isis, the goddess of nature. Mission accomplished. Life returned. So he did it. And he's in a little, he's in his White Lantern uniform. There's a White Lantern symbol around him. And he says, Isis, I can feel your presence again. Please let it be true. And in fact, back in Labyrinth headquarters, she is alive, um, and, but she's in pain. She says, what have you done to me? And that's the cliffhanger of issue 32, as the other Titans look on. It was interesting during the, the Osiris stuff, um, and I assume this is something that will play out as well, that he's starting to think of himself as being above humans. And and maybe that's his destiny. Uh, my power gives me the right to play judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, they're trembling, all of them, because that explosion didn't harm me, and with good reasons. Good reason. Gods don't experience death; they dispense it, and they have no equals. So he's, you know, he's going kind of off the deep end, uh, and he's thinking of, of himself as a god, which, uh, you know, hopefully. It doesn't go too deep because I like the character, I really do. I like the Black Adam family, uh, the Black Marvel family. I like Osiris, I like Isis, I like Black Adam. I like when they're together, and I hope they're I hope they're going to be sticking around. So this story continues, um, and you have to remember that this this these issues kind of happen around the time of the end of Brightest Day. So Isis is back. But she's going kind of nuts because she feels a darkness within her, something corrupting her from the inside. She she goes to Philadelphia and lays havoc to Philadelphia. And, and while Isis uh, is looking on, he discovers that his hometown of Kandak is now in the process of getting into a war with Korak, which is an old uh, Titans, Middle Eastern fictional city that caused the Titans a lot of problems. Um, it was in. It caused Superman a lot of problems during the mar Wolfman days, and Cheshire actually has some some history with Quark because she once blew it up. She nuked it during the Deathstroke series. Actually, there was a, a four part storyline that featured Deathstroke and Roy Harper and Cheshire, and she blew up Quark. So a lot of history with the Titans when it comes to Quark. So it was kind of cool to see that you know they were using uh, that city. Uh, so Kandak and which is. Isis and Osiris' home country is in a war with Quarac. So he's trying to stop Isis, trying to get her to try to find out what's wrong with her. And she says, I feel this darkness. I feel this darkness. And uh, eventually it's kind of purified from her because there's all these lightning bolts all over the place and they both get hit by it and it seems to purify her. She says, The overwhelming presence, the darkness I felt, it's gone. And again, this is around the time of the end of Brightest Day, so it could be that she was possessed. Because she's connected with the Earth, uh, she might have been possessed by the remains of Necron, the same way at the end of Brightest Day, where um, the Earth was infected by Necron's presence. And until it was purged, uh, it was taking over the Earth, and it was in the process of destroying Earth. So maybe that's what happened with Isis. And once that presence was defeated, she was freed, and now she's back. And she's back, uh, and she's gotten rid of that presence within her, but she feels a darkness within Osiris. Um in issue 35, they go to Kandak, and Osiris just wants to kill the Kwaraki armed forces. Um there's no reason why this should be happening to his country, he believes she thinks that there are, uh, there's another way to, to to stop the madness. She says this isn't the way, and he says it's the only way. So I have to assume there's going to be some kind of war going on, and maybe, you know, will Black Adam show up? I hope so. You know, if Isis is freed, where's Black Adam? Um, he's the only one that's probably going to be able to stop Osiris. So th- we'll see if that subplot plays out in the next three issues. So that's really the storyline in, in these issues. That's really the major plot, major points. Um, it's it's an average to good book right now. I, it's not overwhelming. I'm enjoying some of the little finer details more than I am the, the larger ongoing stories. Um, but, and as of now, we have, like I said, we have three more issues. And the reason I keep saying that is because with issue number 38, which comes out in August, uh, the solicit says, uh, Deathstroke Battles Arsenal for the Leadership of the Titans in the finale of the Methuselah imperative. But as two bitter foes face off, Osiris and Dr. Savannah make a pact that will change the Marvel family forever. Meanwhile, one mystery remains, who will wield the catastrophic power of the Methuselah device guest-starring Jericho? So they're calling it a finale, again, because, you know, the end of Flashpoint is in August, this whole new DC initiative is happening, uh, and we're we're not sure, you know, what's going to be on the other side. So you know i'm not sure what i'll do i'm not sure if i'll wait till all three of those are done and then talk about them or if i if i'll do it issue by issue it really depends on the schedule of of this uh um podcast you know if i'm able to get a few more episodes out between that time great then maybe i'll take a look at each issue as i get them in fact uh 36 comes out on uh june 8th which as i'm recording this is next week so uh you know We'll see when when the next uh, Titans, uh, when the next Tower uh, podcast comes out. All right, so just a few more little things here, uh, a few more little notes about these issues. There's um, there's another little subplot going on where Arsenal is getting high, but he's getting his withdrawals are, are really really painful, and he's not sure why. And we learn that Slade has been slipping him Bliss, and that's the drug that was featured a few issues back where uh, the drug is made from the youthful bodies of children. And Roy even said to himself, you know, I wonder what that tastes like. And we saw an image where Deathstroke had a vial of it. And now we know that he's been slipping uh, Roy some bad drugs, some bad mojo. I'm not really sure what to make of the whole Osiris freeing ISIS and that that was white lanterns that was the white lanterns plan you know it's like why uh it that, that really didn't finish itself out you know why was it so simple why did he, he needed Isis back because she did she wasn't featured in blackest and brightest day um was it just that she had to be free to connect with swamp thing or to maybe siphon off some of the the uh the negative possession of the earth and that it was in her and then she was freed of it. And she's the goddess of nature. I don't know. Um, that was a little confusing and it didn't end in, in any kind of satisfactory way. And then there's a question of what happens to the Shazam family now, especially with this whole DC restructuring thing. Where are we going to see them next? Are we going to see them next? Uh, in what shape, or what form and who's going to actually be captain Marvel. So that'll be interesting. And we did get a shot when Osiris was leaving the Titans headquarters. Uh, ISIS kind of like blew a large hole in the ground and disappeared. Uh, We saw a shot of a, of a hand, a very disfigured hand crawling from the wreckage. And the hand says just one word. It says father. So we have to imagine that that is Jericho, that, that, Deathstroke has Jericho. He's been in the labyrinth all this time. I thought it was Slipknot but from, from the beginning, but it turns out this must be Jericho. And part of Deathstroke's plan is to resurrect him. Uh, so we'll be seeing more of that in the next couple issues. And we still have the questions of, uh, you know, what really did happen to Ryan Choi? Is he really dead? Are we going to see anything from that? How does Vixen play out in all this? Uh, so, and, and where's the team going to be by by issue 38. I'm curious. I, I want to know. So uh, I'm going to stick with it, obviously, and I'll let you guys know what's going on, you know, with that. Um, these issues also, the majority of these issues, were also part of DC's new initiative about holding the line at 299. And I have to say, most of them were, I didn't notice the, the, the lack of pages at all. Uh, some of these pages, some of these issues are quite wordy. Uh, the The artwork is really cool to look at. Uh, I'll talk about the artwork in a second. Um, so I didn't read these as fast as, say, you know, I read some Green Lantern War, of the Green Lantern chapters, and those, those, man, I barely, I barely hit five minutes on some of those chapters. But these issues felt meaty to me, and felt like I still was getting my money's worth. So kudos on on the creative teams for that. Speaking of uh, the creative teams. Um, we still have Eric Wallace as writer, and the art was done by Fabrizio Fiorentino, as well as Philip Tan. Philip Tan uh, lend hand in some of these issues. Uh, he did mostly did the Osiris Isis stuff, and I have to say it was beautiful. I really liked that stuff, especially when Osiris was in Philadelphia. There's some really great um, design going on with with the panel layouts and and. Pulling characters in the forward, away from the panel borders, uh, just some of the painterly quality that that his artwork has. Um, yeah, I was I was a, really a big fan of this. Um, it looks like there's there's some cross hatching here that looks like it was. You can kind of see the paper texture come through, which I really liked. Um, there's a rawness to it that that I quite enjoy. I mean, that's how Fabrizio's artwork is as well. Uh, you can see the line work you can see the scribbly lines um yeah it's 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 expressive um and and just just good and philip tan was on outsiders and i had stopped getting outsiders for a long time but i may go check it out just to see if his artwork is still the same there as it is here it's just some good stuff so he flipped back and forth sometimes he he did the Osiris stuff sometimes he he didn't all the, all the artwork in this isn't bad if if anything there's just there's not much detail in some of it, especially the backgrounds, not all the time, but occasionally you'll just see just a, a whitewash of background and, uh, or not a whitewash, but a wash of color of background. And that's okay. Um, but other times you get a lot of detail. Uh, the destruction of Philly was cool. Um, here, Philip Tan is doing the origin in issue 35 of Drago. So he gets a chance to draw, draw a Deathstroke, um, yeah, good stuff. I, I I really liked it. I was really happy with that. So maybe we'll see more in the upcoming issues or I'll have to check out Philip Tan's work in, in, you know, whatever else he does. So there you go. Short and sweet this episode. Just catching everybody up on Titans. If you're reading along, let me know what you think about this book. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are on some of the subplots, some of the stories, some of the characters. Uh, if you're not reading along, but you wanted to listen anyway, let me know if any of that. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, if they're pulling Jericho in, that's cool. If they're pulling Dr. Savannah in, that means they're, maybe they'll do something with the Marvel family. Um, Vixen, I've always liked Vixen, so I'm, I was kind of glad to see her. And she better not die. They better not kill her off. That would be stupid. And uh, I wouldn't appreciate that. Um, and we'll see who makes it to the end, you know. I can't imagine they'll kill off Deathstroke. I can't imagine they'll kill off Roy uh cinder probably will go maybe ink could go uh but who knows maybe you know with this whole new dc restructuring they could all die you know We, we don't know what's coming out on the other side this is uncharted territory and i'm actually kind of excited to see what happens All right, next episode, I will do the same thing, uh, but this time with the title Teen Titans. We'll take a look at that book and see how that book has uh, survived over the past couple issues, see how it interests me, and if I'm uh, uh, curious to see how it all wraps up around issue 100 or so. So, join me next time. Bye.